0: Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Toosey. Covenant people see God's provision. Covenant people are part of God's provision for other people.
1: Hi, this is Keith Toosey, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We've been going over the message I preached at the NRP Band of Brothers, talking about what does covenant look like? And under the last point I made there, certainly not the last piece of information having to do with covenant, but it actually amazed me how this message has resounded with people, so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the several podcasts I did on it or go to our webpage and you can listen to the full message there. Actually, uh, the last point I'm gonna make here in my message, I didn't spend a lot of time on it, so I'm gonna be able to take a few more minutes with you today And uh, spend a little bit of time on this very last point that I want to make. And I believe that it's, uh, you know, very, very critical that we understand this. Uh, What a blessing it is to be in covenant with people. And what does covenant look like uh, in our own lives? So, in 2 Samuel 17 and verse 27. Now, this is where... David is on the run and uh, you know they are out to get him they are seeking his life he had been a successful king but now his son has risen up against him and it's a ugly ugly situation uh, this is certainly the depths of betrayal so for any of us or any of you that have experienced betrayal Uh, We can see this is not something new. It comes along in our lifetime and there's a way to rebound from it and it's by staying in covenant with the people that haven't betrayed you. It does amaze me that even the depth of hurt people experience that they're able to write off the people that haven't hurt them. And one of the best ways to keep going is to look around at the people that haven't betrayed you. There's gotta be somebody, right? There's gotta be a somebody out there that hasn't betrayed you. If not, you're certainly running with the wrong crowd, you're in the wrong tribe, and it's time to get connected to good people. But I wanna go back and focus in uh, 2 Samuel, the 17th chapter, where we again see that, you know, David is on the run, and uh, of course, you know, they've had to leave in a hurry, Uh, things are not going so well, and then something really cool happens, something, I would say, supernatural happens, and he sees God's provision in a great way. So let me read to you from 2 Samuel 17, starting in verse 27. Now, when David had come to Maham, Shabai, the son of Nahash of Raboth, the son of Ammon, Makar, the son of Amil from Lodibar. So he's from Lodibar, so we know it's the same Makar who previously rescued Moshibashev, when he was five years old, kept him in his house for about 15 years, at great risk of his own personal life. We covered that earlier in the message. But here these guys come, and Brazili the Gidite from Roglium, and listen to what they brought. Listen to this list. They brought beds, basins, pottery, wheat, barley, flour, parched grain, beans, lentils, parched seeds, honey, curds, sheep, and cheese of the herd for David and for all the people who were with him to eat. For they said the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Here's the point I want to make today. One of the Marks one of the pictures, one of the demonstrations, one of the manifestations of people that are walking in covenant is that there is a supernatural provision, I believe, that is extended to them. You know, we know that provision is the result of vision. I believe that with my heart. I've seen it in my own life. I see it in scripture. I see it in history. Absolutely. So we see that and we understand it. When you're in covenant, There are people that God raises up because they're connected to you, or God raises you up because you have resources and you're connected to someone. You know, one of the marks of a person in covenant is the reason they see the blessing is they look at their life and they don't see their life as their own. They don't look at their car, their house, Their money is theirs. They look at it as belonging to God, and they are the stewards of that. And I think that's a great, great place to be. But in verse 29, it says, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. It, It doesn't even appear that David sent a messenger. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but there's no record of that. But they said, these are our guys. And again, they're out in the wilderness. They're on, they look like they're on the losing side, like their team is going to lose, but we're still going to come to their aid. That's the very thing Makar did with Meshibosheth. When Jonathan and Saul, another two brothers, were killed, he took him in, the heir apparent, you know, risk his life, risk everything to take care of him. because meeting that covenantal need was the right thing to do. That's what covenant people do. That's what covenant looks like when we are in the midst of that. And if you consider yourself a covenant person, then you realize that the resources, the blessing, you know, the three T's, the time, the talent, the treasure that God has given to you are not your own because you're in covenant. And, you know, the the essence of covenant is your enemies are my enemies and your friends are my friends. And so I'm going to use everything I have to stand with you and do what that I can to support you, even when it looks like that is not the popular thing, that we might be on the losing cause. Of course, we know it wasn't. God turned uh, the tide and restored David back to his throne. Now, think of this in relation to a, a scripture you're probably familiar with, uh, Matthew 6, 31 and 32. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you, amen, remember that? Seek ye first what, the kingdom of God, not seek first the things, but seek first the kingdom. And I believe the kingdom, the essence of the kingdom is in fact covenant relationships, people that we've thrown it down with, people that we're all in with, people that we're gonna go to the wall with, and I believe when you have that in your heart, I believe God will put it in somebody else's heart to be there for you. You know, we do not have to worry about these things. I said verse 31, it's actually verse 33 in Matthew. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Earlier, verse 31, he says, do not worry seeing what we eat or what we drink or we be clothed. Okay, He didn't say we don't have to be concerned necessarily or not make a plan. He just said, look, you do not have to worry about this. Covenant people see God's provision. Covenant people are part of God's provision to other people. Covenant people team up with other covenant people to bring God's provision to people who don't even know about covenant. They take that to the nations. They take it beyond their borders. It's that concept, that understanding that there's a third-party beneficiary. I'm a covenant guy. You're a covenant guy. We're going to team up. We're going to do something, and we're going to bless somebody. We're going to bring somebody else into the covenant reality. So obedience produces vision, and vision produces provision. That's kind of the... The spiritual chemistry that goes behind this, but over and over again, you know, we see Abraham, the father of our covenants, always walking in God's divine provision. I believe that's something that's out there for us, and I think it's something that when we say we're covenant, we are throwing down. Our resources, our time, our talent, our treasure. We're saying this is meant for somebody just beyond me, God. You know, it's available to you. You know, the tithe is so critical because it's the first fruits. You know, the tithe was the wave offering that they took and they waved it before the Lord and said, Lord, this isn't just an offering. This is to show you that everything else I have belongs to you. So, when we are tithing, we're we're not just paying God off and giving him 10% and doing what we want with the 90. We're saying, God, this is a down payment. This is a wave offering saying, Lord, whatever else I have in my life, it belongs to you. And that starts with my covenant brothers, Galatians 6. Do unto all, especially those of the household of faith, especially those that you are connected to. Covenant people, see God's provision and covenant people see themselves as part of the conduit of bringing God's provision. Just like we see with Makar. He did it with Meshibosheth because he was covenant. He did it with David because he was covenant. David received it because He was covenant, he was in a place to proceed because when David got on the throne, remember what he did? Is there anybody in the house of Saul that I can bless? Never forget that. The first thing he did was, what can I do to bless God? The second question he asked, is there anybody in the house of Saul? Remember the house of Saul, the guy who totally broke covenant with him? I'm gonna still bless his house. Man, that's covenant thinking. This is Keith Toosey, I've enjoyed sharing these thoughts with you look forward to being with you again next week. Please share this podcast with somebody else and bless them in Jesus' name.
0: Today, Keith continued his discussion on what covenant looks like. Covenant people go beyond. Covenant people sense an obligation to the third party. Covenant people are concerned about justice and righteousness. Covenant people understand honor even when they have been hurt. Covenant people seek people out. Covenant people see themselves as ambassadors of God. Covenant people carry others as a privilege. And covenant people see God's provision. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusey. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, Find us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at In Our Pastors. See you next week.